When we look at a penny, no time is wasted in discerning its worth. There isn't much we can buy with a penny. In fact, there isn't anything we can buy with a penny at all. Yet, we understand that thousands, millions, or billions of pennies would have great worth. How many pennies is a human life worth? I know it sounds ridiculous to ask something like that, but we are measured in money. Our self-worth isn't existential. It is a real measurement that governments and corporations calculate daily. Sadly, I feel few of us ever really contemplate our own worth, our value. Perhaps the average person only measures their worth by the things they own, or by the responsibilities they have. If you ask Google in America, it will report that the U.S. government values a single human life at $10 million. Where do I sell? But seriously, thinking on my own worth, I discovered a small fear that felt familiar, a worry that struck me as always having been there, even though its presence was irrational to me. It's a simple notion, really, that when I wondered whether or not I was worth more than the sum of my skills and belongings, I became worried it would take more. More effort to be me if I wanted to be worth more. That might sound confusing, but think about it. Are you only worth as much as what others measure you for? Most of us, I would argue, live a life of drudgery and submission. Oh, I know what the proud mind says to that. Not me. I only do what I'm told when I have to. But we're always telling ourselves what to do, how to behave, what to say. The human brain accumulates an unknowable amount of time spent editing our thoughts, which is only one facet of how we delegate our mind. Yet, I wonder if in today's age that time spent is still unknowable. We are at a point in civilization where our every action is recorded. Well, perhaps not every minute action, but that gap is closing. The algorithms of our media and our lives have married into an excellent judge of where our emotions lead us. In what way does this enlighten or corrupt our beliefs? Not just the political and social arguments we carry on with others, but those we have intimately with ourselves. How many times does one argue with oneself in a single day? Is the argument always autonomous? As our technology races away from our control, are we better or worse at measuring the value of human life? Hello and welcome back to AudioPod. Today we got Alec Lukey to the stage. He's one of the former knights at Medieval Times. He's one of my favorite people to fight and one of the best writers for sure. Uh, so... Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Zach. That was very nice of you to say. Oh, of course. You know, I always speak the truth, you know. It's true. You know, I really did enjoy fighting you. That's one of my favorite things about Zach is that you can rely on him to be honest. honest. Oh, yes. Yep. You know, that's one of my... I know this is way off topic. We haven't even begun the topic yet, really. But 
When a girl asks you, are you mad? And you tell her, no, you're not mad. And you're not mad. It's like, when would you believe me? Like, like <laughs> you sound I, mad. I, I am now. <laughs> yeah, because I, cause that, that annoys the crap out of me. I hate it. I hate it so much. It's like, no, if I was mad, I'd tell you. Cause I'm not going to, I hate that. Like feeding around the bush. I don't have time for that. I agree. It's awful. <laughs> That's all I got. I just hate it. All right. So what are we talking today about, Mark? We're talking about the value of human life um, in every, not every way we can think of, but in the ways I think most people think of today or apply it today. By that, I mean like the topics that are, well, they're, they're on my mind and, and they're in the media all around us, whether you're on the internet or, or watching TV, things like... Um, Abortion rights, um, systemic racism, uh, and maybe to piggyback on that critical race theory, um, and also vaccine mandates, healthcare in general that's run by the government. Not necessarily run by the government, but um, that the government affects our lives and business with, mm. right? Um, and anything else that... Yeah, know. when I think about the value of human life, it comes to mind like more like a war as well and the death penalty, things like that. Especially with the death penalty, because like, one of the things that I... It's like, yeah, an eye for an eye. Like I, I get that mentality. Like, like I, I don't think that's entirely The need for wrong. vengeance. Yeah, I, I, well, it's not just vengeance, but it's it's just. You right, know? It, it can be. I agree. It, it, it's, it's a punishment. You know, you can't just have more people murdering more people because right. that's kind of like what would snowball if there was no punishment. But the thing that gets me with the death penalty is that it's so final and our justice system has been flawed with statistics alone, like being used and in, improperly used and incarcerating the wrong person. So if you kill the wrong person, it's like, what do you do? Like, you do, oh, I'm sorry. Here's here's ten million dollars to the family or whatever. Yeah, I've thought about that myself. Like, what the consequence? It, should there be a consequence for when we make a mistake on that? With that much, yeah, velocity, right. Do you, you know, do you, I mean, do you then kill the the guy who flipped the switch on the electric chair? No, like, how, I, <laughs> like I where, think you have where to. Where does all, that end? Yeah, no, I would. I think you have to always have anonymity or uh, I. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, you can't apply any guilt or blame to the executioner, mm. so to speak. Yeah, because sure. he's just doing a job, right? That's yeah, that, it's not his fault. It's just his job. But, like, yeah, so it's like, well, I guess we could start there. Like, at what point would you think, like, a crime evaluates to the death penalty? Like, that, and how certain do you have to be? Like, does it have to be 100%? Well, I think, I, I think, well... That's one of the things I think our justice system, to me, is good at, is uh, drawing the line for what uh, the punishments, how harsh a punishment should be. Now, of course, it changes by state. Um, some states don't have the death penalty. Um, I don't think Illinois does anymore. hasn't for years. And um, I don't know. See, it, it, it depends, too. Like, it depends on every law is, is morally based, right? And, like, right now... Uh, the trial of this decade, at least, is Kyle Rittenhouse, right? The mm -hmm. the Kenosha shooter. Yep. Now that's I've been following that trial daily since it began because it matters a lot to me. I think one thing I don't want to happen with that trial is like what happened, what I believe happened with O.J. Simpson, where um, he got 
away with murder. I think O.J. Simpson is guilty of those murders that they tried to convict him for. Now, in Kyle's case, I think it's actually the opposite. I'm worried that he's innocent, but he'll be convicted of crimes that he didn't necessarily commit. That he's that he shouldn't be guilty for. Let's put can it that you way. Uh, can you run me up to speed on the the trial? Like because I really haven't heard about that. Um, well, yeah, sure. Basically, uh, in 2020 in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and this is just a summation. Uh, Kyle Rittenhouse was out during a BLM riot. Okay. Um, and that's what it was. It started as a protest. It became a riot. They became violent. They were hurting people. They were damaging property. Mm. And he was going around putting out fires and giving simple first aid oh. to people that were there. What a good um, guy. Yeah, I, I think so. And he um, carried a weapon with him. He carried an AR, a loaded AR-15 with him okay. to protect himself. He, uh, I'm guessing that he thought he'd be in, in harm's way, which I think was a logical yeah. thing to guess. If you're going to put yourself in harm's way, you should be able to defend yourself. Now, there's a lot of evidence, I think, that's in favor of his defense in saying that he was defending himself. Mm. Now, the argument uh, the, of the prosecution is actually about the value of human life. And I would say if they have any any sound or if they have any logical part to their argument, it's that it's the question of whether or not Kyle killed indiscriminately. Did he go looking for trouble? You know, is that why he brought a gun? I don't think so. Okay. That's my opinion, if that matters. But Well, it's that's a very yeah. technical thing because what do you consider going out looking for trouble? Right. Are they saying looking for trouble as in looking for people to kill? Or are they saying looking for trouble as in he went out there in the middle of a riot that was very violent, looking for people to help and for fires to put out, like you had said, right? right. It's, no. Yeah, go ahead. It's, uh, it's almost like it's very opinionated. Well, the, the judge himself has been uh, recently, and actually through the entire trial, uh, upset with the prosecution because um, they, have, they have built a case based on that, based on emotion, based on opinion, right. rather than uh, the, the evidence of the case. They don't have any facts, any damning facts against Kyle, right? Mm-hmm. And... Unfortunately, the media, some of the media has been like a, I don't know what the proper word is for it, a, a cult. They've been, they've been pushing that, that narrative that isn't necessarily true, right? They can't be proven that he went out looking for trouble. In other sure. words, put himself in harm's way so he could use his gun. And Him shooting was, was caught on, on camera. Many, have you seen the, cameras, yeah. yeah, have you seen the footage of that? I have, yeah. They've, I've, what's great about this case is that the judge has allowed it to be completely public. Yep. Um, even the conversations that were held without the jury present. So it was just the lawyers. And the, and, and, you know, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So that's really interesting. Uh, and that's why it's such a big deal. Unfortunately, some of the media used to try to spin that or did spin that um, against Kyle and against the defense. And in this day and age, it's impossible. I've been a juror three times, almost four. And it's even back then, you know, in like the late 90s, it was impossible for them to completely shut us out from all media, even though they kept us overnight once in right. a hotel. I mean, there's just, it's impossible. Mm-hmm. And now with cell phones and everything, people mm. find a way. They have extra tablets, what have you. Yep. So, of course, the jurors know probably what's going on, you know, in the news and in the media and on outside the courthouse. You know, mm-hmm. there's people protesting and defending. 
uh, Kyle. So, so that, Kyle's defense is that he was attacked and he was in self-defense. And he that he defended back. himself. He um, he killed two uh, men in their late 20s and wounded one. Okay. Um, That's also what the footage basically shows. I mean, he was walking down the street. If I recall, it's been a long time since I've seen it. But he was walking and they attacked him. And then he fired while he was on his back, if I correct, remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Wow. But, you know, then a big problem comes in is he fired and then they started to scatter most people, but he kept firing. Mm. So, Well, actually, that, that that's a misconception as well. Okay. So the footage in the case shows that he fired only when he needed to. He didn't chase. He didn't gun down. So he, he fired every time he fired his rifle, he fired in defense. Um, and in the case of... Um, uh, oh, I forget the guy's name. He's what's interesting, and it's it's see this as a as a human being myself, it's difficult not to get emotionally. I have emotional responses, right? Because all three of the of the uh, not the victims of but the targets, let's say, were scumbags. Uh, one of the guys who was murdered was a child molester. Um, another one and, and a thief. They all had records, right? They had bad records. Mm. So there's a part of you that's like, yeah, good. He got some, he took out some trash, but we, <laughs> we can't defend him. <laughs> took out some trash. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, that, that's how I see it. But well, yeah. the part of me, at least, and I, and, but then the logical part of me fights back and says, no, we can't defend vigilantism. That's, right. or vigilantes. That's, I don't want to live in the old West. You know what I right. mean? Yep. We, we're past that. We've gotten yeah, away from right. that. As much as I get excited to see a bad guy really get it now and then, mm-hmm. we we have to we have to have you know laws that are defended morally, not and and are just right. Because applied. then if you have everyone dishing out their own brand of justice, you, know, you suddenly we're in the purge. Yes, you know. Yeah, and and how, and how do we we can't take a scalp we can't take a scalpel to every situation as much as we'd like to, right? How do we define? who was in the right for the, the murder they committed. You know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. As this trial shows, if you, uh, as I've seen rather, that there's a lot of little things to consider. And what what's really upsetting is that it that there is a, a narrative out there that uh, doesn't care about the laws, that just wants to paint An a emotional. Yeah, yeah, he's white supremacist. I mean, even Joe Biden, before he became president, without knowing anything, you know, labeled Kyle... A white supremacist, basically. I mean, just damning the kid right out the bat before knowing anything. We we can't have but that. that. But no matter who you yeah. are, what you think, what your creed is, you know, it it, it's, it doesn't matter to me if you're a Democrat or Republican. I'm neither. But right. that that's upsetting that you would just make disagree with that without knowing any, sure. any facts. Absolutely. You know? Well, it's because it's it's a very common thing for people to just search for what they want to hear. Right? Sure. He's a white boy who shot black people. Right. And people actually, he shot white people. Yeah, he didn't shoot any black people. Okay, I'm mistaken. <laughs> really? Anyway, yeah. um, you know, they just, they want, in their head, they're already thinking, okay, well, this is racism, you know, or he's a white supremacist, or Yeah, well, that's the the brand right now. Right. right? That's what's going around so, in the news. So then yeah. they're going to go looking on the news or on the internet for people who are saying the same thing. They're not going sure. to look for Reinforcement. the truth. Right. Regardless. You know, well, the truth to them is whatever they think, and they're looking for support. But do you think, I don't think, I think most people don't think that way. I think... I think it sounds like a lot of people think that stupidly, but I don't think that's true. I think most people are are much more logical than that, they're more rational than that. I think it's just what we're seeing, what they're telling us. Yeah. Right? Also, my experience using like Google searches and even YouTube search is once I search one narrative, it only shows me that narrative. It won't show like if I try and search the opposite, I won't find it. 
See, I think... The, yeah, that's very disturbing. I think the general populace is that stupid. You think more people are, I are think, dumb? Yes, I think more people are prone to just look for what'll put their mind at ease, right? So, I mean, maybe not dumb, but susceptible. Susceptible, sure. Um, whereas there are less people who look at things logically, especially stuff like that, or uh, go looking for possibly the opposite opinion on whatever their opinion is. Isn't that in a way that makes me wonder if that's just their way of firing their their rifle, right? Their emotion yeah, rifle. Their emo- yeah, <laughs> I was just about to say that. Yeah, my love gun. Wait, no, that's no, different that's, different. that's different. That's <laughs> different. That's different. The dragon cannon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's weird though. So, like, going back to the search aspect of it, like on on search engines, mm-hmm. I, I searched up like um, anti-abortion stuff. And then I tried to search up pro-abortion. I couldn't find anything pro-abortion after I searched anti-abortion. It was so weird. Like, I couldn't find any, like, good arguments. Like, there's no, like, Ben Shapiro, you know, mm. for the the pro-abortion aspect of it. It was so strange. Cause, like, it's you, an interesting uh, analogy or comparison because I think he is pro-life. That's what I'm, I'm saying. Mistaken. He's pro-life, yeah. right? Yeah. And I searched pro-life first. I see. And then I went to go search... Um, Anti-life, what do they call it? Pro-abortion. Pro-abortion. Pro- yeah. Pro- yeah. Pro-choice and pro-life. <laughs> pro-choice, yeah. Oh, that's pro-choice. What it is. We're getting there. Yeah. We're getting there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I like the term anti-life. I think that's just... <laughs> I, I, it makes me want to be an anti-lifer just by it's saying it. It just sounds like dark side. <laughs> yeah, I like it. <laughs> I, I am dark side. So are you pro-life then, Zach? Or? Um, hmm. uh, not entirely. All right. So when it, when it comes to abortion, my, my view is... That it should it should be illegal based on the rules we have for everything else, right? Because unless okay, let me restart. It should be illegal for most general cases, but if the mother's life is in danger, then okay, right? Like of course you should have the choice to uh, abort the fetus. Um, and that's pretty much it. I don't I don't think that. Uh, a rape case validates that. I don't think. Maybe, maybe if it's gonna. What do you mean? Wait, what do you, what What do you mean? A rape case validates what? Abortion. I don't think just because you were raped that you should have an abortion. Like that doesn't make sense to me. So you think you don't think a woman should have the choice if she's raped and impregnated? Yeah, she shouldn't have an abortion. Like that doesn't make sense to me. Why okay. does that not make sense to you? Because you're still killing a life. Because the once once it, uh, once the hormone is released and it attaches to that um, the uterus lining and then the hormone for it to start like you know building a life begins it's a life at that point. So is, is the definition of life to you spiritual or is it? No, it's scientific. I so would it's say. morally based. Yeah. The in other words, do you do you the, defend the, re- the life? The because- reason I say it's, it should be illegal is because murder is illegal. If murder was fine. I then, see. then, then it's fine, but it's not. So, by the rules of society, it's like, what's the difference between? Well, the rules of society is where we is where we come to the argument of the value of human life. Um, so, for example, if I go out and murder someone, mm. okay, oh, I don't know. I'm using myself as an example, but I'll, I'll, murder, I'll, do it. I'll go murder. Okay, someone. Zach goes okay. out and kills someone. Yeah, <laughs> for whatever the reason, um, presumably that person is an adult. Okay, let's say it is. So okay. An adult okay. kills another adult. An 18-year-old at least. Whatever, right. right. That that person has value. That is measurable, right? And and not, like as I said in the intro, as an existential way, but in a monetary way. So there is a loss calculated with that person's death. I 
don't think there is a value, not monetarily at least, to an unborn life, especially right after conception. So the value of life is only monetarily? As it matters to society, yes. And by that, I mean the way that we measure life now, the way that we've, we put value to life. But it costs money to get an abortion, though. So what do you mean monetarily? Well, for example, uh, as I mentioned, if you like when I Googled it earlier, uh, a U.S. citizen is valued roughly at $10 million in worth, right? Now, there's a lot of things that go into factoring that. The, the average length of life, the gender of that person, um, where they were born, a lot of things can, you know, change that value, right? To be, if you want to be more accurate with it. Now, what does that mean? It means, well, as you go through life, you have jobs and those jobs that you have, this is one example, one, one variable, um, you produce your, the work, the value of your work, what you do has a value, right? And you are paid for that work. So the taxes take, taken out and given back to society, the government, uh, is also another part of that value. So that's how you are measured. Right. And then as, as time goes on, you build more worth, right? Right. And because so you, you either have a different job, you increase your, your skills available to you so you can have a better job and then creating more economy that way. Right. You can, so you, you what can about literally the potential increase. economy building power of this fetus? Well, What's that's, the difference? That's an interesting point because to measure potential is, is that's the same as, uh, there, you can't. That's a gamble a lot of people wouldn't take, right? Like if you owned a company, you wouldn't gamble on a good worker being born just because. Now you might argue it further and say, well, that 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 possible life, that that baby that has just been conceived, is coming from a really good family, right? Two people that are very good workers, they're very productive. Yeah, humans. but we but we work on potential uh, all the time uh, on the basis of predicting potential for college, for schooling, for people who are unemployed, for you know all these things. It's all based on eventually you'll be a worker. Eventually you'll be you'll be doing something. You know, right. you'll, you will produce value in some you way. You will, but knowing that value is impossible before you're born, at, at least in an, in a way that should be betted against. Yeah, and when you're a five-year-old, no one knows you, what your value is going to be either. I, I agree, but that doesn't mean that I'm saying we should kill five-year-olds. I'm just What's saying... What's the difference? Well, I'm that, also not, I'm necessarily, I'm not necessarily defending uh, abortion across the board. I, 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 I do agree. I think what you were trying to say earlier was that uh, you know, abortion shouldn't be used as like post contraception. Um, I I think it it can. I don't think it should. That's a different argument. I think I think it should be allowable. And I think and a woman should make a choice. That's my other point. Yeah. Is that I don't I don't necessarily think that it should be straight out illegal either for any of these things because you then increase the rate of mortality for women because. Uh, the people are still going to have abortions if they're legal or not. People still kill people, even though murder is illegal, right? right. So pe- people are still going to have abortions. So I don't necessarily think that it should be illegal either. It's a very weird. Well, what do you think? Crazy like, I mean, what do you stand on abortion? And I know this is just three single guys talking about it, but <laughs> I'm actually I'm I'm pro-choice through and through. I don't. Uh, maybe I just don't value human life enough. I guess from the sounds of you guys talking, but. Um, I think if, especially if a woman gets raped, uh, she should have the choice to have an abortion. She basically has, so when you have a kid, um, as somebody who almost had a kid, uh, your entire perspective on life changes almost immediately, like a switch. Um, you start to think about 
your child's life and, you know, them growing up, uh, their evolution as a person, everything. And you almost entirely stop thinking about your own life. You basically sacrifice your life for them. Now, if somebody's raped, that's taken away from them without their choice. So in my opinion, if especially, you know, because women can get pregnant very young, um, I think that it's fair that they can get the abortion to continue their life first and then have a kid when they want to, if they want to. Yeah, but the, you don't have to keep the child. You can. There's adoption, and there's plenty of like people that are starved and cannot have a kid because of whatever medical reason or whatever sure, yep. happened, you know, mm-hmm. and they can't physically have a kid, and they they would do anything. It's like you would be make you would not only be like giving you'd be giving a gift is what you'd be doing. You'd be like the ultimate miracle for these people. I wonder how often that is the outcome of being an orphan, though. I, th- I think it is the greatest outcome, especially for in No, I mean, how, how common is that? I think it's very common because, like, especially for, like, like newborns, you can find people uh, who who are looking for a child while you're pregnant. Like, and you can find these people. My friend, she sells her uterus, you know? I, I know someone who does that, who literally just has kids for people. Yeah, but I think that's a much... That's a way different. How is that? Di- that's not different than than adoption. As opposed to rape, it's adoption. And then adoption. No, no, I'm just saying it. It's well, a, that is what it's the same. Th- I'm saying that it's it's a very viable option to adoption. You also have to remember what the the female body and mind goes through during pregnancy. You know, when they're giving birth, afterwards. You know, especially when when you say somebody getting raped, I think of you know like a 16 year old girl who's now pregnant with a child. You know. Their their body's not even fully developed yet. They're not ready for that kind of stuff. And isn't it an impact on more than just the mother? I mean, the family that she might be a part of is is affected by that as well. So in a way, I would say, aren't they, or I would argue, they are damaged or hurt themselves. And that's I think that's what it comes down to morally is where the suffering is, right? If you if you when I talk to people who are pro life, like staunchly pro life. Uh, let's say like a religious from a religious point of view, their argument is that uh, life is precious because that's what their belief teaches them, that all life maybe, is precious maybe that's regardless. Part of, part of where that comes from for me. I mean, I grew up Christian, you know. So did I, like, for that matter. But, so yeah. did I. I, I. I don't hold very strong Christian beliefs now. My my stance on religion is just that I don't know. You know, it's like, I don't know. Maybe it's real. Maybe it's not. I, I, I don't concern myself greatly with it because it's a, it is an unknowable thing. So I'm, I'm not going to ponder it forever. But I do think that life is valuable regardless of whose life it is. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't think that there, I don't know. That's, that's another question though is like, does person's life matter person to person? Like the, 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 does the value increase and decrease? Like, are some people worth saving more than others? I think so. I, you know, <laughs> I, I think that it, I think you're right, but I don't like that. That's right. Well, I don't really care. I guess personally, I don't care if I like it or not because I think, it, okay, I'm going to re- reference a movie. There's a movie called Hidalgo mm-hmm. with, um, yep. Viggo Mortensen. Morten. And it's based on a true story. And when Vigo goes to the Middle East and he meets the, the Sheik who's going to be in charge of this like big horse race, right? Yep. 
he argues with the sheik that uh, all men are created equal. And the sheik says, no, they are not. And you will learn this. And I, I like that line because as much as I defend our Constitution, I think there's two different things being said there, right? All life, all men are created equal. You could interpret that as meaning um, all life is fairly delivered, right? We can't judge a baby by who its parents are or the color of its skin. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yep. But who that baby becomes does matter. And I think if you if you move that quote further down the line in time, right, if you go 20 years, 30 years down the line and you compare two babies, let's say, born at the same time, I think you are you're likely to find a difference in value between their lives. Now, I don't want it to sound like the the capstone for how I'm measuring that the bar by which I you know, human life matters is whether or not they should live. OK, because I don't that's too stark. I don't I don't look at things that right. black and white. But you can make that argument. You can try to, you know, if you had to choose, you know, who lives or dies kind of thing, you could try to make that argument. And I think some people do. I think sometimes we even see that in the media, which I do get upset about. That does disgust me, especially like with the topic on race. Why? Why? I feel like we've gone back to a time, at least at least on the stage of what we're talking about to a time before Martin Luther King. Like, didn't we figure this shit out already? Well, history is doomed to repeat itself, right? So. I suppose so. Yeah, but that's not much. That's not that long ago. That's not, that's like two generations, if that, you yeah, know, I mean, that's it's a, like, it's, my bar- it's barely history. Right? Yeah. Well, history's history. Yeah. <laughs> like, how do, how do we, that was a quick circle, man. Yeah. <laughs> that was like a two inch diameter. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so like, oh, we're back here already. Like, damn, like what happened? I just feel like we're going to be talking about Dragon Venus this whole time. Somehow, it's always going to make its reference back into what we're talking about. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Let's try not to, then. All right, then. <laughs> uh, so, there's there's a new... Well, it's not that new. It, it I suppose it came around in the 70s or 80s. I forget. I read about it. But there's a, there's a, there's an, uh, an idea, a theory called critical race theory. Um, now, I think this is one of those topics that... From a politically correct point of view, it kind of makes sense, right? It's one of those things where the title makes sense. Oh, yeah, let's let's talk about race. Let's compare the differences race has had in our society, how much of a difference it still does, and why. But it's at the why where I think this theory becomes a political narrative rather than an actual critical way of thinking about race. And the why, the argument is that basically white man is to blame for in, in almost every argument this is used for, for the troubles and tribulations of a black person born in America. Now, a lot of people... Yeah, never mind yeah. that, that their culture sold themselves. You know, they sold each other into slavery, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, you can go back in time and there's so many examples of terrible things that humans have done to each other. Yeah, it's not just white people it is, conquering yeah. the world. You know, every culture has just destroyed each other. You know, we we've all, like... In the past, how we've been against very each other. terrible. Yeah, yeah people are, and we still are. Great. Yeah, I mean, around the world, there's still slavery. Yep, there's still slavery in the United States, which is crazy. I mean, people smuggle other people in, mm-hmm. uh, and especially now. So, you know, that's something that I think we need to work on fixing. That's that. See, I think a lot of the t- like the value of human life brings up a lot of things, and I think many of those things should be on the top of our priority. 
as far as what we do with our power and how we can make life better for each other. I think that's what upsets me the most with our our current government and really any government we've had for like the last 20 years is that where is that where is that effort? Where is the effort to make the common man, you know, the common person's life better to alleviate the stress, to alleviate the pains and the worries that we have? And we are the reason anything exists. I mean, we make everything. We buy everything. And we, you know, we give money away for free all the time. Yep. But, I mean, what do you think about Do you know anything about critical race theory? I actually or? don't. I was going to ask you to explain it because I, I, when it comes to race, I just don't understand how racism like why racism? You know? uh, yeah. What? What is? No, I, I'm no on sense. that point. Like racism literally makes zero sense. Yeah, to Zach me. and I have talked about this a lot uh, in the past. It it just doesn't compute to me how anybody in the world could hate someone else purely because of the color of their skin. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's. Well, that's a topic I don't think we'll ever get away from. No. And you know there are so many reasons that people have for that. Uh, in my case, I grew up with some racism around me, but it never registered to me. I thought, that, you know, blind hate to me makes no sense. Of course. Especially since hate is so powerful. And to me, hate is like a tool. And I want to save that tool for when it really is necessary, mm-hmm. when I really should be, yep. you know, on I my agree. guard about true evil. And I don't I don't see evil in the difference in color. Right. And I'm, I'm happy. I almost feel like that's an accident. I, I'm glad that I think that way because when I... You know, like I had this conversation before with uh, with another friend. It's like when I tell a story, he pointed out, he's like, you know, you never tell, you never say like the color of the person's skin. I'm like, yeah, you're right. And then I realized it's not important to me. You know, if I have yeah. a friend that's black, he has a name. <laughs> right. You know, if I have a friend that's Chinese, he has a name. You know, I don't think of them as Chinese and black. You know, we're all American anyway. We're fucking born here, you know. Yeah, exactly. That's so, another, know, that's another word, a Native American. It's like, well, we're all Native if we were born here. Like, yeah. That doesn't, have, that doesn't make sense to me either. It's like, I guess there's not, you call them by the tribal name. You know, I guess that's the best way to do it. Yeah, like, and it sounds tribes. cooler too. You know, you yeah, Lakota. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. they all Lakota. have great names. Yeah, like, that's what, I'm so jealous of, like you know the the tribes in America because they all have awesome names. Yeah, even like Algonquin, like that's a good name. Yeah. That's a good. Yeah, yeah. Milwaukee. Milwaukee, <laughs> the good land. <laughs> oh, Chicago, poor stinky onion. That's what Chicago. Chicago. Means. Chicago just means stinky onion oh. or land of the stinky onion. There's like a lot that. of stinky well, not onions wrong. in Chicago. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Some of them can walk. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so, well, critical race theory, I'm not going to break it down. Otherwise, this episode will just become about that. Sure. Um, Mainly, it argues for, uh, it makes two main points, systemic racism and equity. And it makes them, and it blames, it essentially blames white people for uh, any inequality in in our systems that we live that we live with right mm-hmm. all down to schooling and uh job finding um how much you're paid everything i mean uh, what grocery stores open in your neighborhood all all of it according to critical race theory um is like a, a conspiracy theory really it's like planned by the white man uh, and, and that's broad i know but that is essentially what they are saying so why is the title critical race theory then well i think we live in a time of misleading terminology. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's all around us, right? I mean, I, I personally think that, 
and I would love to argue any with anyone over it because I've really studied it quite a bit at this point that Black Lives Matter as an organization is racist. I don't think they're helping anyone. I think they're a group of pure hate. They incite violence and they and that's what their real goal is. I mean, I watched a documentary about Detroit, uh, which I think is where they started. I, I'm not sure, but um, basically the, it talked about and gave evidence about how the organization made all these promises to black communities and never delivered on any. They basically just raked in all this attention, took all the money, caused a lot of trouble in order to make that money, and then just walked away with it. Just lit their cigars with it, I guess. And that is despicable to me. That's disgusting to me. I don't think, uh, you know, I, in my heart, what I care about is brotherhood of man. You know, I want mm-hmm. us to, to treat each other like we're neighbors. Yep. You know, to care about uh, a stranger, to care about one another. That's what matters to me. And they don't make that easier. They make that difficult. So my point is, and I kind of ranted there, my point is that when you look at the name Black Lives Matter, well, of course, Black Lives Matter, all lives matter. Of course, I think Yeah, I think it's just, I think it's just horrible branding. Yeah, it's horrible. I think it's intentional branding. Yeah, but it it just doesn't make sense to me either. Like, it's like, I like, I don't get the argument there of the, of the name. It's like, yeah, of course, like whose doesn't, like, I didn't understand that. It's like, I guess the people will come back and say, well, it's not about you right now. It's about, it's about this group. I'm like, but they're part of they're part of the human group. What do you mean? Yeah, I don't that, get, that's what I hate that like, argument it too. Sense. It, like it's not about me. Well, you're blaming me. Well, it's like so also, it's about me. <laughs> it's also when they yeah, like break down races into history months, like Black History, Asian American. Oh, history. there's holidays now too. And, for I'm, and I'm just like, like why? Like why can't it? I don't understand. Like why do we need to focus on this group? Why can't we just everyone? It's to focus on everyone. You know, like we yeah, all. Yeah, I mean, work don't together. you think that creates division? I think that is. I think that is racist. Yeah. I think it's racist to at any point single out any race, right. you know, any yeah. skin color for anything. Exactly. It doesn't matter. Um, if you want to celebrate the history of black people and the things that specifically black people have done, by all means do it. Right. But you don't, if you yeah, know, right. But celebrate them as people. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah. You know, when you say black history month, um, there's nothing wrong with that. But then what happens is people go and they, don't want white people to celebrate Black History Month. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. Is it then a cultural appropriation at that point if I'm celebrating like another History Month? It's segregation, is what it is. It is segregation. I I agree. Yeah. It's 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 a cut. It's a it's a hard cut segregation. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. I think that's I think that's what we need to pay more attention to when we're on Twitter or we're on TikTok or whatever the hell we're looking at and listening to. Uh, when the algorithms are working against us. Yeah, and it's not a conspiracy theory. That's what's crazy is that I feel like so many theories that were labeled crazy or conspiracy or just nutty are true. And they really are true. You know, and, and the evidence for them is all around us. And, I'm, you know, there's that's another topic altogether. Maybe we should have another conspiracy conversation. Well, we had one where we talked about real things governments have done. Like, you know, right. like a, there has been... So there has been racist things have happened. I'm not discounting that. Of course. Like, yeah. like uh, the, the whole like testing syphilis on the black community. Right. Like that, that's ha- that happened. Like, yeah. That's fucked up. You know, we had all of M- 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 MK Ultra as well as another crazy thing that America did. So we've, yep. we've talked about things like that where the government's used its own people in poor ways. Um, 
I mean, even in, in the Civil War, we, we use black people as fodder. You know, it, yeah. it sucks. Or like the black, it, it, the, it's, uh, it's wrong. It's it's horrible. It is. It is. But you know, it, it doesn't mean that's where we are now. I really think racism now. What it boils down to is that like people have problems beyond racism, right? Like that's not like that's that's a symptom of their actual hatred and, and I, problem. I agree with that. Yeah. I think racism is still in the world. Oh, of course. I yeah. mean, it's all over. There, yeah. And not just as a casual, you know, jab from some, you know, bubblehead, you know, that you work with. But, right. Actual I mean, hate. People actual hate and people are subjugated and oppressed because of racism. Yep. And I mean, it's it's tough to try and be the Zedgeist about this, but if I had to guess, it's much better in America than we think than it is in many places around the world. Where people do live under oppression based on their race. Yeah, I mean, oh, I, yeah. I, I mean, know. you got you got genocides in China right now. Too, oh, on, yeah. the, on the we- weavers, what are they? The we- Uyghurs, what are they? They're like a Muslim uh, group. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah. And and they're like just they're using facial recognition software to pretty much see find these people and like take them to concentration camps. Is what and, and work them to death. And I, like, I read also that um, a lot of them. Many of them have disappeared. A lot of these refugees, and they welcome. Them. They have a system for welcoming them into the country on purpose, so that they can harvest organs from them. How dark is that? Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a there's a whole black market like going on in China. I just heard about that recently with uh, organ, and like people like are selling their organs, but then they're getting they're 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 dying because of infections and things like that. It, it, yeah. The black market for organ dealing is crazy. So when you're upset that your internet is slow, <laughs> <laughs> just try to rethink your first you're world not problem. On dialysis because some should just donate an organ to make my internet faster. Oh, <laughs> if only it was that easy, just pluck an eye, become yep. open. <laughs> well, I think you know, but that again, that that that's another reason human life has value is your, I mean, your, your body parts are a commodity. They're, they're, yeah, they're like orange juice and walnuts. I mean, they have value. I think there's two different definitions, at least two different definitions for human value. Mm-hmm. Just judging from what I've heard you guys say back and forth so far about it is you guys have put a monetary value on it. You're not the only ones, but monetary mm-hmm. value is on it. But then there's also, I'm going to say spiritual value, but I don't necessarily mean like religiously. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. That's that's what I, I meant by I, existential. Yeah, I, I yeah. think of more of a, a moralistic value. Like it's well, more, sure. More Those are kind of, they can but be one and the same. spiritual, yeah. Yeah. Um, so when you guys were talking about how all life is the same or matters, I don't remember exactly what you said. Um, I actually agree with that. I, oh, as far as uh, all men are created equal, yes. the constitutional statement. I do not value anybody over another person because of who they are in society or what they've done in life. When you say you don't value them more than another, you mean like they're not more important to you? As Correct. I don't value the president of the United States more than a hobo in New York. I see. Well, what about family? Do you value your family more than? Well, that's respect and love. That's mm. different than value okay well the difference there is that you know your family you don't sure. know a random hobo in new york and you don't know the president of the united states right so, so, so would you would they be more important if you knew them personally whether more it was important to me or to to you yeah because that's what you're referring to so yeah I, I think that more depends on who the person is mm. morally or and that's spiritually become, yeah. not what they do for society not what their job is 
So if you, so when you measure, when you measure, when you measure, I do like the word measure though. We should be used for something. Well, I think that's just probably like how Dracula says measure. Measure. Right? How do you measure a human yeah. life? Because yeah. I can tell you, I love them. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, well, then, okay. So when you measure, well, let's put it this way: when you measure the importance of another human being, what's your bar? Where do you where do you start? What's zero point for you? Like. Um, you know how do you tr- how do you look at a, uh, a stranger like uh, how important are they in your life as far as like your interaction with them can you elaborate a little yeah more? so like how how much does the life of a stranger matter to you i, I don't want to just say that but uh, i think everybody's life matters right so but the like so, i would go out of my way to protect them from something that was endangering see, their okay. life yes okay. regardless of if i knew them or not it's only okay so really you put your life in a way for like a i would stranger. yes absolutely really? there is there uh, so there is a I way would, to test this and i <laughs> like right now we can test we it we can't really test it right now okay. um, <laughs> like, wow. but this i forget what it's called but there is a psychological term for this and it interested me because i I, I think we're very similar when it comes to the point you just made. Mm-hmm. And the, and I just want to point it out as well that um, one example of this would be um, in California many years ago, there was a, uh, a man who wanted to commit suicide and he went up to a very high rock. They have a lot of cliffs there, I guess, along the ocean somewhere. Mm-hmm. And a an officer saw him just driving by. He noticed a person standing out there and I'm sure there's a certain way you stand and where you stand that would put Oh sure. <laughs> you know. Absolutely. So he this went up about to jump. And he, he went up to talk to this this guy and he and once he started to speak to him, he knew right away, yeah, there's something wrong. This guy's probably thinking something terrible to do to himself. Mm-hmm. And when the guy went to jump, he actually did move to to fall the police officer jumped after him and grabbed him. And the only thing that saved them both from falling off the cliff was the police officer's partner, who thankfully was close enough to catch him by his by his arm and, and then and then wrestled him back. Could have So but what was interesting about what got me interested in the psychology of that is the fact that the first officer dove. He he gave he essentially sacrificed his life in that moment in an attempt to save the life of a stranger. Yep. And I don't think I don't think that's makes I don't think that's special because he's an officer. I think it makes him a better off a better cop because of that. But um there is something innate in like some a, of us. It's, it's like, like a fight oh, or flight sure. response. Yeah, some people kind of, yeah. It it's is. like an instinct. Yeah. yeah, it's instinctive, definitely. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's like that. We're all different, of course, yep. in, in many ways. But uh I would, yeah, I, have I would that. say personally I would not put myself uh-huh. In much danger for someone I've never met before. I put I've put myself at like uh, in awkward situations for others. Like there was this girl being harassed by a guy at an airport once, so I like got him to go to the bar and we just hung out that and over there. And I and you I totally boarded it. and I just yeah I diffused the situation and I put myself in the middle of a, of a, of a situation and and. Yeah, you know, that could have been super awkward. I could have been hit. Who knows? But I, I wasn't like, I wasn't fearing for my life. I'm at an airport. If something really is going to happen, they got security walking around, you know, right. I'm not worried for my life. I was not like, you know, being much of a hero in that say, a sense. But, you know, I still put myself in, in, a, in a weird situation to diffuse this situation. There's a lot of, a lot of same word right there. Um, but yeah, I would never like just risk my life for someone at least who could say you know when when the time comes you know but like i i couldn't see myself just like throwing myself in front of a a bullet you know to save someone yeah you make me 
worth talking about it now. So now I'm thinking about it. I think the most dangerous thing I ever did was I stepped in front of uh, some machinery that was moving when I was on a job site back when Mm -hmm. I worked in construction and, and yeah, I had it actually hit me. I probably would have been badly injured or, or killed, but that didn't occur to me in the moment. Now I feel like that psychology, that state of mind can work against you because Sometimes it allows, sometimes it has many times allowed me to be in dangerous situations where I just wasn't thinking about the danger. Of course. Yeah. So it, it, like, I guess like anything, it can be a, it can be a, a tool for good or a tool for bad. Yeah. If you want to look at it that way. I mean, I could tell you I've stood in front of horses during shows yeah. at the castle um, just because I didn't want somebody else to do it. Right. And just in case that the horse really did run through, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. That's just how I think. No, yeah, and I think that for when it comes to f- close friends and family, that I I have put myself in danger for them before. You know, I've, I've done, uh, like you know, I've I've been prepared to fight and stuff like that for friends and things like that. You know, and think cases where we were outnumbered and stuff, and like things could right. have gone really bad if if it actually did go down. Um, so like, and like, yeah, like you said, like getting in front of horses and stuff, I've done that, you know, I've stopped horses before that mm-hmm. are barreling at you. Yep. And, and, but like, I don't know when it comes to horses, I, like, I always thought like they're, they're, they're a bigger pussy than I am. Well, <laughs> so. we were in a more controlled environment yeah. too. You know, the horses yeah. were all trained to stop in front of people mm-hmm. for the most part, you know, right. And horses, animals usually in general are innately not looking to hurt you, especially if they're just running. Yeah. It's so. Just- you know, if a horse is just running and sees somebody in front of them, they're going to try to avoid them or, you know, stop. But oh, I agree. I think this the, is, yeah. Like you said, though, the psychology is there, right? Mm. I did it because I didn't want somebody else to do it. I didn't want somebody else to possibly get hurt. You know, that was the difference to me. Yeah. I find what's weird about that, that thought, that feeling is that it comes so easily for me to protect someone else as opposed to. Like it comes easy to do it for someone else, but not for, not for yourself. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, oh, yeah. Why no, that's is a good, that? That's a good point. Why don't like, I value my own life as much? Exactly. Yeah. I've had that thought too. It's like, why, why is other people more important to me than I am to myself? I'm the main character of my own life. Like, how does that happen? Yeah. Uh, you have to live with yourself every day. And I'm sure you've all had roommates before. When you live mm-hmm. with somebody for a long enough time, you get really annoyed with them, right? Sure. Yeah. So yeah, it's it kind of the same thing with yourself. Y- y- that's a good point. You live with yourself every day. You start to get annoyed with yourself. You start to pick at, you know, all the problems you have and everything else. And you start to hate yourself. So suddenly, you know, taking care of other people is a lot easier than taking care of yourself because you don't even really like yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting distraction, too, isn't it? Yeah, it's almost it is. exciting, I feel, right. yeah. to help other it's people. It's rewarding. It is rewarding, Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, uh, Dr. Lukey. Yeah, no, so no, you're no, welcome. That's, that's actually, hey, I love psychology, so we can talk about insight. that anytime. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, have we said everything we want to say about the topics we put forward today? I feel like we could talk about any one of them at length, of course, but mm-hmm. is there anything, Zach, that you'd want to well, return to? I guess there's only one thing we, we didn't really discuss was like war. Like, at what point does wars become just? And has there ever been really a just war? I think. In, in current times, like World War II was the closest, but I also feel like if for America's at least, like our involvement, it was only because like the only reason we were able to get involved, at least because of the people, was that we got attacked. You know, if Pearl Harbor 
never happened, who knows if we would have entered and when, how much longer it would even take for us well, there to are, enter. There are those that um, make, I think, a pretty good argument that we also allowed ourselves to be attacked, that we had warning and ignored it. Yes. So then how just is our response? If you know that, that actually, that's kind of a nice way to circle back to the Kyle Rittenhouse thing, that the U.S. government put itself in harm's way so it could shoot its guns. Yeah, yeah. So it could become a, a superpower. I mean, that's what happened out of World War II. We became a, a, a world power. It's tough. So, it's tough to talk about what you're saying specifically and think of it in a moral way. Because, so like World War II, obviously, you know, Hitler, very bad. Super, exactly. super villain, yeah, right? The of the real like world. They're, 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 so why didn't America get involved to begin with? Mm-hmm. Because they didn't care. Well, the leaders, you know, it's they're, they're right. the ones deciding, obviously. Right. Um, they're not looking at it morally. You think so? I mean, I feel like there's a lot to think about in that situation. Well, I mean, I don't know them personally, so I yeah. can only assume. Yeah, but- I, I feel like there's that even World War II, even though like there was a, a genocide going on and people were dying at mass numbers um, because of pure evil. You know, I, I don't think that was the real reason we got involved. I think that was a, a marketing scheme for the government to use to get people riled up in and, and support. Of oh, the there's war. always going to be propaganda. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah propaganda. That's, that's, the, <laughs> that's the correct a marketing, word, marketing scheme. A marketing scheme. Well, that's how I view the world is that we're all being controlled by it's all one big marketing brands. scheme. Yeah. You are now. Yeah. But yeah, so when it comes to, and, and even now we have genocides going on, like, like in China and in Africa, there's, you know, we had the whole thing in Rwanda, you know, nothing really happened out of that. You know, the, the invisible tribe, you know, nothing, you don't really hear big things about that. It's definitely, they, I, I can't, I sit here and think about it. I just don't see them thinking about it morally. I see them thinking about it selfishly. How does this benefit us? Right. Yeah, if there's nothing to gain out of entering it, I don't think that right. the government, the people in power, they don't do anything. Well, there's an old there's an old saying. I forget how exactly how it goes, but it's something like "never waste a good emergency." And I feel like <laughs> COVID. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I for think, sure. I, you know, I think some. I think an argument that's too quiet about the pandemic that needs to be louder is that there are rational, logical thinking people out there, and I want to throw myself in with them that realize that don't question that a new disease that we have to deal with isn't something terrible and that vaccines for it are intelligent, especially ones that work. We want that science. We want to save as many people as we can. Yep. But what is more important maybe to me, especially since the fatality rate is less than 1% of this disease. And I think that matters. What's more important to me is the loss of liberty, the abuse that's being, that mm-hmm. the, that our governments and, and, and corporations, I think, conglomerates are using to take away from us. Mm-hmm. What The way they're, they're changing our, our lives, our society, I think that should not be overlooked. We shouldn't just throw that in as uh, well, yeah, here, take more from me because you know what's best for me. You're, right. you're, you're worried about me. I don't believe that. I don't think the evidence suggests that. And there's there's a lot of evidence, right, that that <laughs> the bigger the business, it seems, the, biggest, the, the bigger the company, the less they ca- seem to care about the impact they have in the world. It does become more of a large selfish entity. And, and that's just my opinion to go along, though, with what you were talking about, Alec. Yeah. And 
I think that's too quiet. I feel like that argument's getting louder, but it really needs to go to 11 because we can't overlook that. I think we, we're making a big mistake if we give away too much of our freedom. Well, and you know, uh, a lot of the, the people who rationally think about these things, who don't, they're not on either side, you know? Right. They're always usually the quiet ones. Isn't that un, un, unfortunate? Well, you know, a, a big part of it is you don't become rationally intelligent without being observant. True. And to be observant, observant, you got to be quiet. Yeah, right. That is true. Yep. So you you just kind of, I guess they they almost build a hut around themselves, you know, so they can observe and think and see. But a lot of the times, too, a lot of the rational thinkers aren't people that are in power. They can't do anything about it. So what do they do? They hide. They become hermits. You become Yoda or Obi-Wan Kenobi. (laughs) They have to be sought out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I many times I've wished that we lived in a world where, you know, a really, a really intelligent mind was, uh, was a celebrity. You know what I mean? Like it, that was more important than the size of someone's tits or I think, how many movies they made. I don't know. I feel like we're sometimes we're weaning that way because like you got like Elon Musk who's practically a celebrity. You know, you got people like Jordan Peterson. You know, these people who are generally intelligent and like also like philosophers and things like that like they're ga- they're gaining ground in popularity like oh no like i never don't before. dispute that i i they are celebrities what i mean to say is that they're not at the top i wish that that's what w- i wish that was the narrative i wish i wish that's what we cared about that's what our news would tell us that's what our social media would tell us mm. hey forget about this you know made up racism or, or stop you know, listening to things that are trying to make you hate each other or right. divide you further. Yep. Listen to this person because boy, they changed the way I think about life and my respect for humankind. The general populace, or at least, you know, a lot of people, especially younger generations, they care more about the opinion of a supermodel or an actor over somebody who has, you know, well, yeah, with built a rocket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that makes me think about this this whole meta, this metaverse thing that Facebook wants to become. Have you oh, read sounds, anything about that? So a little bit. I, you know, when I heard the name, I was like, I don't want anything to do with it. <laughs> so <laughs> it didn't well, really. It's not just a name change. I mean, they want to introduce a virtual reality yeah. existence. Yep. And, uh, and there's you know, already just, a lot of TV shows about how badly that goes. So I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, Joe Rogan was talking about how, uh, like, uh, Zuckerberg was even making a Black Mirror reference, like just casually. Yeah. I don't know if you've watched Black Mirror, but that's a horror show. <laughs> I have show. watched Black Mirror. Yep. Yep. Twilight Zone had steroids. I mean, that's what oh, Black man. Mirror is. Suddenly, Killer Bees is not my worst worry, you know? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. For real, though. Killer, that that is that is a real concern. You know, drones and then micro drones. I mean, that's just inevitable. They exist. They already yeah. exist. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, the military yeah. has that for sure. Yeah, they, they got swarms. I couldn't see that. Not Why happen. wouldn't they? Yeah. Anyway, so the value of human life. Well, that, <laughs> no, that, hey, man, I value my life a lot more if a cloud of bees is coming after me. Yeah. <laughs> hey, start, penicillin start, in you, the tip. You become Nicolas Cage and you start yelling about the bees. The bees. <laughs> I love Nicolas Cage. And we'll end it, I think, on that. Praise be to the Nicolas one. Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage. <laughs> If you like what you're hearing, or even if you don't, that also helps. <laughs> yeah, especially if you're still listening, then please consider supporting the show. 
We're working hard on our passion to create quality content, and we want to bring you much more. Indeed, we've got big plans for what we want to add to Audio Pong, and we'd also love to hear from you, the audience, on topics or content Zach and I can create for you. Visit AudioPong on RedCircle.com for more information on where to support the show and where to listen. Also, feel free to contact us directly through email with AudioPong at gmail.com. Be happy. Be healthy. And and have have a metal metal life. life.